0: Hey guys, we've got Elena Kane with us. She is a flight paramedic. So if you ever wondered what it was like to be in the back of a helicopter saving lives every single day, stay tuned. There's a lot of
1: great content on this one.
0: Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate
2: Podcast.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. I'm Jared Kyle Voss. We have Elena with us today. Elena Kane, welcome, Elena. We're getting. Thank you. We're getting like. Um, I guess we've done enough of these now. We're getting pretty slack. <laughs> it's like we're not even trying to. I don't know. Well, somebody said stop bringing up the
0: episode, so we just stopped bringing up the episode. We'll do a better job of doing a maybe a cooler intro. You didn't take that.
1: No. Oh, uh, I'm expecting okay. delivery at the house, and I think that might be them. But oh well, they'll figure it out. Okay. All right. So today we have a very interesting career
0: path from some from Elena, who is a flight paramedic.
1: Flight paramedic, what does that entail?
2: Uh, flying and being a paramedic. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you were a ground paramedic,
0: you're on that. So, you're rotary, you're in a helicopter, not
1: fixed wing, right?
2: I am, and a more serious answer to that. Uh, so, in order to be a paramedic on the helicopter, you do have to have uh, critical care. Um,
1: so, there's the difference between a yeah. paramedic and an EMT, right?
2: Yes. Okay, explain that. Uh, so, your EMT... Uh, that is your basic life-saving skills, and uh, your paramedic, uh, there's more opportunity to um, do more invasive procedures. Closer like, to a doctor. Well. And your, and, your, <laughs> <Yes>. and, your, <laughs>
1: and your EMT is like your assistant? Is that kind of uh, how that works a little bit, maybe?
2: Yeah, so EMT uh, EMTs don't usually do anything really invasive, whereas paramedics can start IVs, give medicines, um, interpret 12 lead EKGs, and gotcha. Uh, they just have a little bit more training and knowledge.
1: Now, if I'm not mistaken, like on an ambulance, you have one EMT, one paramedic, correct?
2: Usually, um, it really depends on the agency. So sometimes you can have two EMTs show up. Sometimes it'll be two paramedics. Sometimes it'll be one. Okay.
1: Because I'm assuming a a paramedic gets paid more. Yes. Which is why they team them up. I don't know. I'm just, this is all something. Well, I bet a flight paramedic gets paid way more.
2: Uh, Perhaps not as much as you think, but really? Yeah.
0: What is the average salary for your position?
2: Um, I think it really varies where you work. Um, is
0: it based on experience as well and degree?
2: Um, that has, yes and no. So it has a little bit of influence on how much uh, pay you get. But I think usually in the Southeast, probably about 65000 a year. Wow.
1: And how many, do you know like the numbers of how many? So, okay, so you're a flight paramedic. Is that a, like life flight? Is that what you consider a life flight? Or yes. is there other kinds that are just like transport?
2: Um, so I think, at least of that I'm aware of, um, the helicopter EMS usually, at least in the Southeast, uh, you do inter-facility transports and you can do 911 responses. Um, and most of the time it is emergent. Other times it might not be as emergent, but you need the critical care providers on that aircraft to be able to take right. care of that patient.
1: So I was in Nashville, gosh, it's been almost a year now. And a friend of mine was standing in a place that was like right next to the hospital and every 15 minutes, there was a helicopter flying in there. And I was like, it can't be that many emergencies. I wonder if they're just transporting, you know, I don't know how that works. I don't know what kind of hospital it was, but I know some of those organs. hospitals. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Same helicopter do stuff like that?
2: Uh, you can. It's not often. Um, a lot of times, they'll take a fixed swing for that just because it's yep. further. But we can if the opportunity presents itself.
0: So how long have you been doing this?
2: I've been on the helicopter for um, a little over a year and a half.
0: And before that,
2: I was a ground paramedic.
1: Now, did you aspire to be a helicopter paramedic, or I was it just never kind of to, fell in your lap?
2: I was never supposed to be a paramedic to begin with. So oh, really? I ended up there. I um, went, went
0: to school to be an English teacher. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. How did you <laughs> end up, up being, being a, a paramedic? paramedic?
2: Um, so my goal was to go to med school, and then as I'm like getting ready to, you know. Getting pretty serious in my undergrad studies, I was like, well, I should probably do something to make sure I really like patients in medicine because this would be a lot gotcha. of time and money. So then I went to EMT school, and I was like, this is a cool job in the whole wide world. So then I went to paramedic school, and then I started working as a medic, and um, I saw a helicopter come into our hospital one day, and I was like, that is so freaking cool. <laughs> so I awesome. went online, I looked them up, and I saw a job opening, and I applied. And I was like, there's no way they're going to call me, and they called me. Um, and you got so it. I did. Yeah. I mean, it took a lot of testing and extra studying to get there, but. That's now not you're based time. out of the
0: Southeast currently. Yes. Have you always been based there? Is that the only company that you're full time with there?
2: Yeah. The company I work for, um, we do have the opportunity to travel. I just haven't gotten, gotten there yet. I come with per diem. It does come with travel money. Extra pay. Yes.
0: But your Taylor's shifts are your shifts are kind of crazy anyway. It's almost like a firefighter shift. Tell us about what your
1: what your Monday through Friday looks like.
2: So I I work two days a week, which my husband jokes and says I do work. Is that like
1: two days <laughs> is that like 24 hours like you yeah. stay the entire time?
2: Yeah, so it's a 24-hour shift and then my particular schedule we have 24 hours on, 24 hours off, 24 hours on and then we have 5 days off.
0: You it's, know when you take horrible. when you take the two days a week and you say sixty five thousand a year? You're you're doing way better than most people.
1: Yeah, I guess per hour. Basis. Where you're getting seven days a week off. Yeah, you get five straight. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, right. It's pretty good deal. Especially if they'll come pick up at your house.
2: I don't I'm think they do that. They don't do that. <laughs> I don't think they do that.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. So, all right. So your shift starts at what time?
2: It starts at eight. Eight in the morning. Yeah.
0: All right, so give us a walkthrough of what that looks like. You got your duffel bag in your hand. I can see in, like, your flight gear or whatever, or is it yoga pants, T-shirt, until we get a call and you dress out.
2: Um, so I always show up to work flight ready. Just I have to do that. You just have to show up to work ready. Ready to uh, go. It, it depends who you ask. Uh, they might show up in their yoga pants, but um, I show up ready to go. That way, in the event that the offgoing crew gets a flight and I see them getting ready to go, as soon as they get there, I can hop on and let the other medic off. Uh, but then we'll do our morning routines. We have tons of stuff to check off um, like our blood, all of our medications. And then we go and check off the aircraft. And usually all of that takes about an hour. Gotcha. So
1: you're involved in the the aircraft checkoff as well.
2: So we do the medical side. um, Not the pre-flight. Yeah. While we do that, our pilots will do the pre-flight. We are responsible obviously for walk-arounds and stuff like that to make sure nothing looks out of place. And so um, we have awesome pilots that, are very thorough and we have mechanics that show up every day and check off our aircraft as well, um, and maintain it. But, um, yeah, I don't try to get too, too far into the aviation. Right. <laughs> and,
0: okay. So you, you walk in, you're dressed out, no calls are coming in. We're playing a game of pool or we're cooking in the kitchen and we're trying to sleep.
2: Uh, honestly you can walk in and get a flight right away. It really just depends. Um, and so usually I get in and, um, then I have my second breakfast after we've done all the uh, aircraft checkoffs <laughs> So um, I make some food, and then we have um, either – there's always training to do. There's just – there's always training. Um, We do peer reviews on all of our flights, and so anytime you take a flight, um, it gets reviewed by a set of peers, and so we have tons of peer reviews to do. Um, More training. Busy work. Sounds like
1: busy work, which, I mean, I get why. It's very important. I understand that, but mm -hmm. it's also like – Yeah, I mean, how often – that
0: helicopter is probably serviced more than any other helicopter in the area.
1: Oh, yeah, they're like the best. So – I don't want to get into, I'm kind of, Jared too, we're both kind of aviation nerds. I'm in ground school right now. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So you know, we kind of talked off podcast and I asked you if it was a dolphin, which is a popular helicopter to fly in, in that field, but you said it's not, correct?
2: Correct. I'm in a Bell 407.
1: Okay. And the reason I bring that up is because there are, and it may be a not out here, but when I was in California. I was up on the lake having a good time and the lake's out there in the mountains. They're not kinda of near anything and somebody had a compound fracture of their leg and had to be mm-hmm. flew out. But it was not a helicopter like you're talking because I think they put her outside. <laughs> they had seriously, they had like a Hang it,
0: on! They like strapped her to a
1: board on the on like the landing gear. I mean, I think it was encased. If I'm not mistaken. It's windy, but she was not inside the helicopter. That's like mash.
2: That's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, it was kind of very much like mash. The glass front and a basket outside where people yeah. would lay in. Now she obviously wasn't going to die, mm-hmm. but you know it was going to. I don't know how far the drive would have been to get to her to the hospital, but they were like, "No, we'll just." Fly you out? We're just going to strap you outside the air, outside the helicopter. I right would here. have freaked out.
0: Not that it's any different from being on the inside. Yeah, it's the same altitude. It's just there's nothing there.
1: Yeah, I think her ride was a little cheaper <laughs> that, that way. That's the difference <laughs> between Obamacare <laughs> and Medicare. <laughs> oh my gosh! You got to be on the outside of the helicopter.
0: <laughs> go- government insurance may not be the best way to go. Just, yes, I mean that's been gosh. Probably thirty years ago. So, how many calls will you do in twenty
2: four? Um, my base is pretty busy, so we do an average. We do an average of three. We've done five in a shift, and each one is about. Um, each one is at least two hours long. From you know skid to skid, getting lifting from base and coming back. The minimum is like two hours. Um,
1: skid to skid. So you leave. Yeah. You go on site if it's an accident or or whatnot. And then from there, probably to the hospital. Right. And right. then back to base. Right. Is that- oh, you're base sitting on site.
2: Um, so we are near hospital. But if it's a scene flight, I mean, we'll go and meet the EMS crew wherever they request us to go. We're in a local LZ. We'll fly to but them. But the pad
0: is not on hospital property. It's not like on the roof of
1: a hospital, right? Ours
2: is not, no. So
1: you're not part of the hospital system. You're a contractor to the Correct. hospital.
2: Oh, Which I think, cool. if
1: I'm not mistaken, most of your ambulances are like that now, too, right? Am I, am Probably. I wrong? Or half and half? Well, we see a lot of Prisma ambulances. I don't yes, know. Yes, but a lot of those are contracted and they just put the logo on there. Mm-hmm. So it's not actually like, well, maybe Prisma might be, but like Oconee, you'd see Oconee, you know, hospital, or whatever, but that was not an Oconee hospital. It was like some yeah. third party that was Ready. basically just carrying their logo for them. Red crayon ambulance service or something. Y- exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Crazy. so bust out the pop rocks so So, we were talking before the podcast line and you said something disturbing to me but i guess it's just the reality that probably 10 percent of the patients that you treat are 16 and under
2: 10 and under yeah depending on where you work um some bases transport more pediatrics but yeah and that, that's 10%. from
1: from accidents or from just transport from hospital yep. to hospital? From anywhere. From yep. anywhere. From car wrecks or GSWs
0: or, <laughs> God, do you see domestic? Surely you don't see any yeah. of that in a helicopter.
2: For, yeah. Anything and everything. Gunshot.
0: Gunshot. That's bad.
2: It's terrible.
0: Yeah, it is terrible. So how do you how do you prep for your day? So you're, you work your 24, you have your day off. Is this just, I'm not thinking about yesterday, I'm going to enjoy the day, or is it a mental thing? How do you handle the... Or cope with the stress of your job, and I would ask that to any first responder. I couldn't yeah. do what separate yours. How do you separate? What how you do you do? not? Yeah. How do you not take your sadness out on your household or or your anger?
2: Um, so we, uh, I think that's a difference. Um, I've learned so much uh, since going into air medical on preparing yourself for your shift versus ground EMS. I think ground EMS there's so much more hustle. Like you just, you go and you do your call. And then as soon as you drop that patient off, there's another call holding and you need to, you need to go to respond to that no matter what just happened beforehand. Um, But I feel like in air medical, uh, they teach you a lot more on taking care of yourself and preparing yourself really well. Um, They don't want you to go and take a flight or, Make anything more risky than it already is by not being in the proper headspace or you know, right. showing up and not being well enough to be there. Um, so typically the day before I go to work, um, I try and have a low stress day. So um, I try and hydrate really well because flying dehydrates you very quickly. Um, I try and get some good rest the day before, um, and I don't drink before I go the day before I go to work. A little
1: uh, yeah. meditation, some and yoga, just,
2: just relaxing and yeah
0: just just clearing your head does yeah. the company offer
1: uh what do you call it like uh, stress classes or a counselor yeah. I, I, I you mean, know it's you know what pops in my head now is that she's talking about peer reviews yeah. like one of the questions like is your coworker crazy you know like are you like ousting your coworkers because they've had too much stress i don't know
2: so we really do like every morning during our morning brief and and during the night brief uh we always are like, you good? You good to be here? Or um, I've worked with my partner for the year and a half now, so I kind of know when she's stressed. She knows if I'm stressed. And
1: well, that's cool. So you got the same right. – you work the same shifts with the same people. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome.
2: So we know each other pretty well, and if we know something's not right, then we'll call each other out on it, see if we need an hour, four hours to take a gotcha. chill pill before we go and do anything.
0: Has anybody ever pulled you out and say you're not going on this one? Uh, no. Have you ever pulled any co-worker out and said you're not going on this one?
2: Um, When we get back-to-back flights, uh, well, that's pretty funny. Yes. So um, I get very hangry, like, very quickly. (laughs) When we
1: get back, I got to eat. Yeah. (laughs) She's a woman.
2: And so I always have to have snacks. So usually I have tons of snacks uh, either in my suit or, you know, I'll pack a snack bag if I think that we're going to be gone all day. Um, But, yeah, my partner will be like, we're not going until Elena has a snack. so.
1: (laughs) Did to yeah. get a nutty butter?
2: Yeah.
0: Call a headline needs to eat. We'll be there in twenty minutes.
2: Yeah. Or the pilot is like, "Are you good to take this?" Or we we know how you are. If you get hungry, we just don't want we just want anything to happen.
0: So how many of you? So you obviously got a main pilot who's yeah. not a paramedic, right? Or or in this case, he's not a paramedic. And yeah. then is it one, two, three?
2: So you have uh, the pilot, and then you have a medic and a nurse.
0: So, only two. Well, there's, yep. uh, you showed us pictures earlier, and I don't know if Kyle can post those if we if we get them up here, but uh, it's a very tight quarters.
2: Yeah, and this, well, all of them are, they're never going to be as spacious as, like, a whole ER or a whole ICU room, but, yes, some yeah. of them have more room than others. This one does not. <laughs>
0: so, this helicopter is not the one that you've ridden in from your corporate office to your other corporate y- office. Y- who are you talking to, Jared
1: you me, oh yeah me oh yeah no <laughs>
0: it's different
1: like mine's it's just, much the smaller. outside yeah. looks the same mine's the much smaller is... mine's my, my helicopter's one of those you have to pedal
0: <laughs> you know you pedal real fast or twirl your beanie on your head <laughs> <laughs> and <Exactly>. run <laughs> but it was really cool to see the pictures we'll see if we can post those up to the uh youtube piece of this so when you're in there and there any off time in between calls are y'all Schooling, are y'all classing? Are y'all shooting pool?
2: Um, it's really up to whatever whatever you're going to do to keep yourself, um, I guess ready to go for the next flight. So, if it's napping, they want you to take a nap. They encourage safety naps during the day because we have we do work 24 hour shifts, so you know, there's a good possibility you're going to be up all night, so they want gotcha. you to be ready for that. So. so, anytime
1: you got a break, they're like,
2: Yeah, cat nap,
1: room you get your own bedroom.
2: Yes, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't want to share a bedroom at work. That would be miserable. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, listen, I've been to some of these yeah. first responder yeah. buildings and, like, there's no bedrooms. You know, it's like. Some it, of them are bunk beds and yeah. recliners yeah. and a TV in a living room the setting. D- yeah. Dude's sleeping on the couch, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a little different. I get it, but still.
2: Yeah. We we have really nice quarters, so and we're allowed to bring in, you know, whatever's going to make it nice. And so we've got TVs and heated blankets, stuff like that, whatever's going to make you comfortable and comfortable.
0: Tell me what you like, love most about this.
2: Um, every, I mean, I've always loved EMS because you get a huge adrenaline rush. I'm, a, I'm an adrenaline junkie when it comes to that, like not when it comes to roller coasters or scary movies. Sure. You
1: get fired up and then. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure there's an element of that where you're, you know, the the adrenaline or the dopamine is also from helping. Like there's a, you know, it's not just the
2: like rush the to flight. The fact you
1: saved a life. Yeah, the yeah. part that where you saved a life has got to be some kind of.
2: It does, it does feel good when you know that you've made a difference. A lot of times we don't feel that way um, because, really, you might see that patient the worst part in their entire life, and then you drop them off at the hospital, You never it. see them again. Yeah, so we rarely get feedback um, or get to follow up with these patients. Um, so sometimes you're kind of left wondering whatever happened to them, or you don't find out until months later. So right. you kind of have to learn how to separate yourself from that.
1: Yeah, I could see that. So how do you do that?
2: How do I separate myself? <laughs> um, I know.
1: It's like, I don't, even if she tells us, I don't think we're going to understand.
2: I, so everyone at EMS has a very dark sense of humor. So no matter if you've just seen the most horrific thing ever, like we're going to make horrible jokes about <laughs> it. You
1: know what's um, crazy? Can you say that next? So you Maybe find from, relief in comedy is what you're saying. For sure. Well, from the outside looking in, that may sound to. weird to most people, but I know people who work in the funeral business, and mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Like you have to... I don't know if comedy is the right word, but like it's, you, I guess you get desensitized to what you're doing for sure to a certain level where people on the outside looking in are like, "How do you, you know, how do you do that?" Like that don't that doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Yeah, uh, so we try and keep it to ourselves, obviously, because if somebody hears us joking about like a very serious situation, it they're gonna doesn't be, look right. Yeah, they're gonna be very offended. Um, I think most people that aren't in EMS or you know in the ER um, would probably be pretty offended if they heard half the things oh. that were said, but. It's like, seriously, that's the coping process. Yeah. And then, um, I think so many freak accidents happen and those are the ones that tend to be really bad. And sometimes you think to yourself, like, there's just no, there was no avoiding that. Like there's, it was, it was their time to go. Like yeah. there's no. It's like that
1: movie. That. What is that movie? Where they on the plane? Snakes on a plane? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no.
0: First one
1: <laughs> No, they're on a plane. Yeah. It's a group of, of friends. They're on a plane. And the plane crashes and they don't they don't die, but they were supposed to. And so, like now, all these freak accidents start taking them out in order. Oh, come on! Oh, you gotta oh, know oh, that oh, oh. Um, the first one had the log truck with the log.
2: Are you talking about Final Destination? Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, like three of them.
1: No, I thought there was more than that. But anyway, it Four was they, they figured out that it was in order on the plane. There was, the, they were they oh. were supposed to die on.
2: I didn't yes. watch that
1: movie. <laughs> You've never watched that movie? No. I just watched the first one.
0: Freaked me out. Yeah, because it's like exactly what you're talking about. Well, yeah. even to this day, I don't get behind a log truck because of that
1: movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Or the one at the end where... I don't want to talk about it. Dude almost gets run over by a bus. And- yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-uh. No way. It's not that
0: bad. Speaking of bus, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Elena Kane.
2: Let's face it. Shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. When it comes to your auto and home insurance needs, make things simple and trust your Allstate experts. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your auto and home. Bundling saves money, sure, but it also saves you time. So, you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact Clemson Allstate agent Shane Smith at 864-654-1047 today for a free personalized insurance proposal. Allstate, are you in good hands?
0: Hey, we're back. With Alana Kane, flight paramedic, extraordinaire. Yes. You're gonna be doing this a long time, aren't you? I hope so. Yeah. Are you ever thinking about getting your helicopter license or your fixed wing license because you're up in the air every day and you see it and
2: Um, I have a lot of respect for our pilots. Um at first I thought I would wanna it would want it would make me want to go get my pilot's license and then after I've seen somebody like fly a helicopter and, you know, go through emergency procedures. That kind of scares me. Yeah. But now, for
1: that, though. Have they ever, like, let you take the stick?
2: N- uh, no. no <laughs> like, hey, you want
0: to come fly right quick? But you are trained to if the pilot
1: has a heart attack or it becomes irresponsible. Yeah,
2: so they do brief us on, you know, incapacitated pilot procedures. Um,
1: Simulators? You get in a simulator? No. No.
2: No. They just tell us exactly what to do. And they tell you, yeah. Hey, what
1: do you do? Come on up right quick. We're going to do some training.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, while you're in the air? So we te- they teach us, you know, emergency shutdown procedures. So, you know, the best place that you could want this to happen is on the ground. Like, hopefully your pilot can get you to the ground. But if at that point they oh, are. Oh, you're
0: definitely, he's definitely. He'll <laughs> get to you to the ground, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> There's no, yeah. listen, he promises he can at least get you there.
2: Yeah, so if, if we can get out on the ground, we know how to shut it down. Um, and if something happens in flight, you know, how to activate the autopilot and call for help.
1: Oh, okay. So Yeah, okay. but at that
2: point, and like think about you know, everything that could go wrong and how you're not going to be able to land this thing. But being
0: the paramedic- You could probably do it. Being the paramedic on that flight would be scary, but could you imagine being the patient on the flight? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Really? I just survived a car crash. You're leaving me to do what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got to find this thing? Hold my bag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So do you deal with uh, a, a little off topic here, but do you deal with drunk people, drug people, high people?
2: Yeah, that was much more common on the ground ambulance, but all the time.
0: Would you rather deal with a drunk person or a high person?
2: Um, probably somebody that's high, just because they don't vomit as much. I think,
1: <laughs> <you know? laughs> Good answer. They
2: don't smell only as from bad, a paramedic usually. does that answer come out. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that's great. You know, I ask cops that too. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, we'd rather deal with somebody smoking a joint than with oh, somebody sure. drinking shots of Jack Daniels yeah. all day long.
2: Yeah, drunk people pee, vomit, poop, and they don't care. So
1: oh. now I will tell you, I would assume that. In your line of work, you're putting those patients out
2: if if they need to be. Yeah. What, I mean, in the helicopter, they're not going unless I'm unless I'm positive that they're going to behave.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. you, you're stuck in oh, a box. Oh yeah. What if
0: you do? If you start frailing and flipping switches and
2: we have medicines for that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they don't get it. See, point. the first
1: thing they get is an IV, is some kind of IV, right? And that just, way, they can just feed them whatever they want to. They, and they'll never the wiser.
2: So obviously always try verbal uh, verbal coaching, but if that doesn't work, you can go a long way with verbal coaching. But if that doesn't work, yeah, we've got medicines for that. So
0: you're really sweet and just, you know, soft so well-spoken. Yeah. Can you get gangsters on somebody pretty quick?
2: Yes. Uh, where I worked before taught me that. Uh, <laughs> how do, You just have to, I mean, I'm fine until until somebody's crossed the line. And then at that point we, when we're, we're not playing games, yeah, we're done. We're done.
1: You get the nitrous <laughs> or whatever. <they> nitrous. Do. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing anymore. It Make is. the helicopter go faster. Well, I don't know about it. No, no, no. no they no. do
2: have it on the ground ambulance, but.
1: Yeah. Sure. You got it in the dentist's office. Never had you it. You know what I'm talking about. Not, yeah, you, you Nos. Had, NOS. Oh, you, you, NOS. No, nitrous. <laughs> nitrous oxide. That's what Nos. they give you as the dentist.
0: I've seen Fast and Furious, man. It's NOS. Oh
1: We're not talking about manifold
0: bolts <laughs> here. That's great. So, tell me about uh, do you keep in touch with your patients? You save lives right that you to. you you walk away some days, knowing that they would have died if yes. you wouldn't have come
2: yeah, that is a good feeling knowing that you have done your best uh, We obviously always and that's why we we put such an emphasis on being ready to to take a flight or to take care of a patient if you're not ready to go, then you don't go because we want to make sure that we give every patient the best opportunity, so everybody's got to be in the right headspace um. Mm-hmm. And so it does feel good to to get back to base and feel like you've made a good, that you've made a difference. That um, does feel good.
0: Has anybody in your flight paramedic life reached out to you and said, I appreciate you, thank you. You saved my life.
2: Um, I can't say while I've worked. Um, we did, I came up on a, um, on a motorcycle accident and we kept up with that patient, but mm-hmm. I wasn't working that day. That's right.
0: Wow. And then- what about the other side? You, you walk away from that chopper knowing you you didn't save a life sometimes.
2: Um, a lot of times that's a hard day. I think it's It's definitely harder with kids or with people that were honestly a, a victim and had, you know, if you knew that they had a family or something and, you know, whatever happened to them, they didn't have anything to call. They they had no cause or I guess whatever they did didn't. Right. Put them in that position.
1: Right. Um, If they were just a freak accident. Yeah. Yeah.
2: If they were honestly a victim of what happened, like that, it does suck. And you take that with you. But, um,
1: and you were saying a majority, you see, not a majority, you see a lot of youth.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we do. So, yeah, about 10%. And most of, I mean, obviously, most of the youth, that is, it is traumatic injuries. It's not necessarily medical problems.
1: Yeah. She yeah. said, we were joking around in the break. She said, don't climb ladders too if you're <laughs> old. <so.
2: Yeah>.
1: Yep. Us <laughs> old people getting motorcycles and climbing ladders <laughs> That's
0: like what they do. Like they're back in their you 20s. Gotta,
1: yeah. You got to stick to the New Balance and Corvettes. Okay. <laughs> Quit climbing ladders and buying motorcycles.
2: I think new we, Balance we,
1: and Corvettes.
2: We have an equation and it's it's like height or what is it? Uh, it's age plus ladders equals HEMS, which is helicopter EMS, like yeah. every time. What? Yeah. Hell,
1: listen, the older I get, the more, heli- more uh, ladders freak me out. So my dad was a roofer when I was growing up. And I was a little kid. I'd climb things like it was nothing. Now I get on one, and they all feel un. I won't even get on
0: one. I mean, I just, I, I just won't. I'm scared of that. We're just getting old. I hate heights. Like, I climbed up on the roof of this building, the, the first roof. Yeah. Then we pulled the ladder up and put it on the second roof, which is twice as high. And it took me like 30 minutes to... Get one leg on the roof and I'm hugging the roof <laughs> like this. If you can see me here, we're hugging the roof like this, and I then once I stand up and I got all the space, man, I'm good to go. I stay yeah. about three feet from the edge. I look down, I freak out. Okay, I'm good. See, as long as it's but stable, getting, but getting back on the ladder. Oh yeah, you got to swing that leg around. That's another forty minutes. See, as long as I, it's, I just I
1: just don't do it. I'm scared to of the heights, but I love to fly.
2: Yeah, like, but that's I my jam. Me.
1: So is that so? Flying doesn't bother you at all.
2: No, um, flying through the mountains sometimes like it does get pretty gusty and turbulent. Yeah, I that's not. If it got nauseated, that's nobody finds that fun. But True, so,
1: I, and I'm assuming too, the flights are fast. I mean, they're probably moving trying to get somewhere. Know, where is, what is your knots? Do you know?
2: <clears throat> um, I'm a 120. Yeah, usually about 120. Yeah. depends. Yeah, headwind, tailwind. You bet. Mm. We always hope for a good tailwind. <laughs>
0: uh, well, you mentioned earlier that there's never a good day if that helicopter's going up in the air. Not not going to be a good day for you, not going to be a good day for the people that you're landing for. Does anybody look at you and just go, what are you doing here? They get belligerent, not wanting your help at all?
2: We've had one patient, I've had one patient refuse our help, and it's questionable whether she needed us to begin with. I think, um, I mean, you're right. Nobody calls us because, I mean, nobody calls EMS because they're having a good That's day, right. but... Um, you know not the reality is not everybody can handle that and you know nobody really wants to go handle somebody's worst day but um i think we all do it because you know if somebody's got to help we are willing to do it
1: so let me ask you this how does that play out as far as like chain of command so first one on the scenes usually what a first responder a police officer or something like that how do you, how, do, how does it, when do you get the call? Yeah. And so is that, is that like you're, an EMS all, thing? You're feeding my energy, man. man.
0: I was, that was <laughs> going to be my next question. Who dispatches you?
2: Um, so it depends on where you work. So in a more, um, in a more rural area, as far as like a scene flight would go, um, sometimes I know that, you know, so here in Oconee, uh, the closest trauma center is Greenville. So if somebody meets trauma criteria and they need to go to a trauma center, you know, you got to go to Greenville and how, however far that takes you, do you have to take into account a traffic and stuff? Um, so they might put you on an automatic standby. So if they know that there's um, a bad car accident out on Highway 11, they might go ahead and launch a helicopter for that just to have them there. That way, if you need them, they're there and they're, they're ready to land and ready to take care of that patient. Um, other times, if it's an inner facility, uh, they determine you know how fast that patient needs to get there and if they need critical care.
1: So so if you're on standby, who makes that call though who yeah, actually dispatches you is that something so that's usually, done yeah
2: so usually EMS on scene' will say yeah we need them or no we don't we're
1: it's yes we're on the scene likely this is likely going to be a f- flight for life we hadn't even got them out of the car yet or whatever yeah. but go ahead and get them on their way so that's an EMS
2: yeah it's a paramedic on scene
1: Gotcha now we live in a very interesting area and I know you don't
0: work in Oak County but you don't we don't work a thousand miles from here it's still sumter it's still national forest it's still blue ridge mountains are you doing any landing remotely like are you fly fishermen break their leg canoe accident on the whatever
2: all the time we have tons of hiking accidents around here yeah um where people get into the woods and realize stump house
0: <laughs> is a quina yeah
2: or yeah biking accidents yeah. Uh, motorcycles
0: uh, ladders yeah. and ladders. hiking uh, now, your husband just bought a mountain bike, too, by the way. I don't know if you're aware of that, but I, I'm really I excited about I want to say it.
2: that somebody in this room is responsible for that. Sorry to break the news
1: <laughs> to you. Ta-da! I've got one I haven't used yeah. in a long time.
0: I called him yesterday. I was like, dude, the weather's perfect. Let's go. He's like, man, I'm in Charlotte or wherever he is working. Yeah. He's a welder on the road. But he was also a paramedic, too.
2: Yeah, He was an EMT.
0: EMT. Yep. Oh, quick
1: correction. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. You were no, no paramedic. You were We've seen the picking on that one. <laughs>
2: He was getting empty. He's but he made a very good decision to go be a welder. <laughs> makes right. more money, I'm sure. He makes yeah, significantly yeah. more money.
0: <laughs> is, is, there comp- a lot happier. is there competition in your industry? Like are the, the people that are on the same line of you. Yeah. Is everybody just trying to knock somebody over so we can get a step up? And it
2: is. It's cutthroat.
0: Is, is it really?
2: really? Yeah. Especially, I mean, even with, I would say on the nursing side too, you know, nurses – and well, I'm sure, there's
1: you're, you're right, but would you, would you say that there's competition for the primo jobs, but there's always an opening for a nurse? So, for instance, every nurse wants to be like on the delivery floor, but they don't want to be in the ER, but there's always jobs in the ER for nurses, right? But they all want to be delivering babies. Like, there's like this who wants is that the same way kind of in your industry? Like, you, there's always yeah. a job for a paramedic, but if you want to be on the helicopter?
2: Yeah, so I'd imagine
1: that's top of the top of the cool chain for sure.
2: It is, it's top of the cool chain. Um, <laughs> you have to work uh, very hard to get there. Um, I think there are more nurse openings, uh, just because I think there's more opportunity for nurses. Um, for medics, this is kind of you know, you're on the ambulance or you're on the helicopter, you might find a job in an ER, um, or teaching, but other than that, there's not a ton of opportunity for paramedics, so yeah, um, for nurses, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: There there's a, a big need for nurses. And the reason I know that is because there's travel nursing, which is a thing. Oh, for where sure. they pay you a premium, for they sure. they like put you up. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they can't find anyone locally they want people to travel in, whatever. So I mean obviously it's not here. I'm do sure you, they're not. Do people. you walk through the hospital and other nurses go, ooh. She's like she's on the she, crew. Hey, she's walking through like a Maverick with like the suit on <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the Yeah, helmet. And and the, and the, yeah. Yeah.
2: That's what they don't tell you. So like in July or August when it is just so hot. So the Nomex flight suits, like the hotter it gets, like the the tighter the like fabric mm-hmm. is woven together. And so like it is so hot. And then you have helmet hair and like nobody <sighs> looks glamorous. Like and you smell bad and you've probably got like somebody else's body fluids on you. Like it's that's why it's you're walking. To, that's glamorous. why you
1: just leave the it's, helmet it's, on. It's like OLEC. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But you do have us, you do, I think, have more of a commanding presence when you walk in, just because, you know, you are critical care. You are, you know, you're the highest level of care that patients got during transport. And so I think when you walk in, you know, you're just not. Yeah. Here.
0: People not listen here. to what you're saying when yeah. you're debriefing them and that gurney's going down the hall. They are paying attention because you're the last person to touch this patient, Yeah, right? Typically. Is there a TV show about what you do? There should be. You there make is. a darn yeah. good
2: one. <laughs> they have a lot. And, you Know, I think the most recent one is um Emergency NYC on Netflix, and it actually does a pretty good job of showing um EMS, um, transport on the helicopter, and then also ambulance transport. Interesting, um, they do a good job. They don't is show it, the dark humor though. So, is
1: it um, is it all is it like a documentary style or is it all false? It's like all acting,
2: no, yeah, it's it's um, it's like Chicago mm-hmm.
1: PD or okay, so no, it's real,
2: no, this it's all, is real. Oh, it
1: is real, yeah. So like, it's not. its like not
0: Cops real? Like Live PD? Or is it a scripted series?
2: No, it's not scripted. They really go on transports for patients. Okay. okay. That'd cops,
0: be cool. Yeah, yeah. I like Cops. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll it's Live
0: to, PD now. Cops is kind of irrelevant.
1: I'll have to watch that. What's it, what it
0: was called?
2: It's Emergency NYC.
0: Okay. So if if Bad Boys, Bad Boys is to Cops. What is your song? What's your slogan? Oh man! Good girls, good girls. <laughs> Thank you for flying out.
2: <laughs> I haven't thought of that one. You know, I think everybody has their their own hype music.
0: Okay, so let's talk. Let's get yeah. What's let, your what's your, there.
1: what's your let's walkout? What's your walkout music?
0: there when you get the call. have you got AirPods in or Bose headphone, or has you got Bluetooth in your helmet already.
2: So we is it don't
0: CCR
2: going through the jungle. <laughs> We don't have music on our helicopter. We've been fighting for this, and apparently it's like a distraction or something. So <laughs> they don't want us having uh, the music. So on the ambulance, I, it's fun getting to work with different people, and everybody has their own style of music. I was never, like, too picky, but I worked with people that were, you know, they had to listen to, like, heavy metal, like, on the way to a call that sounded like it would be good. And then other times, you know, well, now yeah, he... we, we talk about what we think is going to happen, what we think we're going to need, and we come up with a game plan. On the way there. Yeah.
0: Do you work out a lot? Is your, and two part question Do you work out a lot? And I try does to. your job require that? Like, it, it's very ta- taunting to hot suit July.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. It, so, flying, it does, this job is very physically stressful just from the stressors of flight. And then also, I mean, lifting heavy patients. We lift hydration. <laughs> everybody is. When we live in the biscuit belt, like most people, that <laughs> the
0: biscuit <laughs> belt. <are laughs> She's from not around
1: here. Uh, for those She's that are not right in here, the south, <clears throat> we like to eat Made around here. Yeah,
2: yeah, and so I mean, most of your patients are not. I mean, they're not super fit either, so you have to be strong enough to move them around. Yeah.
1: So now he's talking about prepping, or you were talking about prepping too on the way the flight in, I'm assuming that from your where you take off, you have like a circumference that you guys cover how long is that flight and and on the way there i'm sure you're thinking about all the things you're going to need you are probably getting debriefed over whatever on what the problem is what you're getting ready to land and take care of
2: yeah so when we get a flight request we don't know what it's for Um, oh so they don't even tell you on the way no so initially they want the pilot to say you know yeah the weather is good or we're good to take it and we all agree you know the the saying is three to go, one to say no. So we all have to agree that we're going to go, and then after so one person
0: um, can stop that whole thing. Yep
2: so, one
0: one person can say we're not taking that call. Yeah, one.
2: We'll,
1: we'll, what
0: happens after that?
2: Then you don't go.
1: And, and <laughs> so no, another uh, helicopter? You, can, you just need yeah. another group that says, "Yeah, we'll go." So is that because of weather?
2: Usually, it can be for weather. So our you know usually our pilots are awesome at checking. They keep an eye on the weather their entire shift. So they work twelve hour shifts and they keep an eye on the weather. So we already have a good idea if it's going to be. Clear blue and twenty two all day. You know, we'll, you know, the weather check is not going to take. We're taking too long, it all. But yeah, if it looks questionable or if we think we're gonna have afternoon thunderstorms, you know, they'll take a better look at where we think we're gonna go. Um, if we're gonna have any trouble getting there, getting back. So
1: he's got like a no fly zone the whole time. Yeah. And if that call happens to come from that zone, he's like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. So back to Kyle's original question: How far is is it a
0: your maximum radius from base? Is it two hours one way? Because is it because you got to bring a patient back?
2: So um you call we haul. We're gonna go wherever. <laughs> Usually um our local <laughs> I know that sounds so funny. That's literally what we say. Um
0: it used to be the coroner's motto too.
2: <laughs> so
0: Andy, we're on our way. We'll be there in four hours.
2: Yeah, so
1: You call we
2: haul. <laughs> really? It's awesome. If it fits it ships. Um. <laughs>
1: Back to These the, are all
2: the part of like the dark this humor. Is so Back to the
1: yeah. Southern Biscuit part.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we need
0: a book the, of Elena quotes. <laughs> we live in uh, the Southern Biscuit belt, and if you do. call we'll haul. If it fits its ships.
2: If it fits its ships. Uh, so <laughs>
0: That's great.
2: In our particular, so sometimes EMS will bring the patient to us, and so we will just wait there for them if they're already nearby. Otherwise, um, usually, I mean, it's probably anywhere between, I guess, couple minutes and 20 minutes yep. usually 20 minutes and then if if we're the only people available and it's further out i mean we'll go
1: i guess the reason i ask is because i'm trying to like put myself in the position that you'd be in like you get the call you gotta go i'm trying to like think about how long that flight is how long you get to think about what you're about to enter i bet it it could be two hours and i bet it goes by like that
2: um so usually it does go by quickly, It, it. Um, although sometimes if if you, so we'll accept the flight, and then um, sometimes we'll get a little blurb of what it is, if it's going to be a car accident, if it's going to be, you know, a heart problem. Um, and so we kind of prepare for that. If, if so you, it sounds like it's going to be something that requires a lot of thought, like it feels like it takes forever because gotcha. you just know it's coming towards you. And
1: when you, when you're, so for instance, if you get a call and you somehow know that it's a, uh car accident and the, they're gonna need blood you're like prepping you're getting blood yep. you're getting stuff hanging whatever you're ready yep. and then i would assume that once you feel like you are ready to take this patient then that's when the clock really slows down because you're like i'm ready but we're not there yet
2: yeah so um if we have an idea of what it's going to be like we definitely start planning right away and then we'll get there and as soon as patient like as soon as we make patient contact usually time flies mm-hmm.
1: so now and then you get debriefed on landing The MS or the paramedic on site probably debriefs really fast or maybe do they help in the transition? Like they're in the helicopter kind of getting the patient stabilized?
2: Yeah, so we'll get, if it's a scene flight, we'll get out of the helicopter or um, when we're getting ready to land, we'll make contact via radio um, just to see, you know, if there's anything different about the landing zone, if we need to keep an eye out for anything and then... um, when we get into the ambulance, you know, they'll help us stabilize the patient and help us load usually. And then that's it. They stay.
0: What's, back. Uh, who's the most arrogant branch? I don't know if it was branch is the right word. Who's, who's the most oh, arrogant department? He's, he's going to try to divide you. Police, fire, first responder with a Ford Ranger and flashing lights. Listen, or?
1: don't throw anybody in the bus on Jared's account. No, no.
0: I'm just, I'm curious because you've <laughs> got to know there's a guy out there going, oh, the helicopter's here. Oh, yeah. Like we don't get to help anymore.
2: Um, I think we all make fun of each other equally. Okay. <laughs> it's just part and, It's
0: just part of the game, and right? everybody
2: knows it. Yeah, fire makes fun of EMS. EMS I mean, we so, make fun of fire. Do they I have think.
0: nicknames for what you do?
2: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Whirlybirds. I'll have to come up with something because that's pretty funny. Like, do you have nicknames for other people?
2: I mean, <laughs> yes. Don't go there.
0: Don't go there. I shouldn't have asked All right,
1: that. so I guess we're getting pretty close to the end of this. Do you have any interesting stories you can tell us and 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 if you don't if you can't tell them or you don't want you know whatever that's fine too
2: um I can't really go into into detail on things um but I've seen some pretty freak accidents as far as usually motorcycles and um and car accidents sometimes you arrive and you're like how in the world is this patient still alive and (laughs) it takes everything you need to try and wrap your mind around that while you're still dealing with trying to keep them alive and um,
0: have you seen the Lord work in the, inside the helicopter? Absolutely. Like there's no way that that should, should have happened.
2: Oh, for sure. And we and we we all kind of talk about it. We're like, oh, my gosh. How is this patient so like, Yeah, How is he, he still talking no to idea? us? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's
0: a cold, chill category yeah. right there. I mean, you, you can't ignore us. anybody in that field. Fire, police, rescue, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, if you don't see the Lord show up at some point, then... <laughs> Yeah, Jeez. for sure. And then I ask you what you love most about your job. What do you hate about your job? Shorty. Or, it's a strong word, what What do you dislike most about it?
2: Everybody hates charting. Everybody in the medical field hates charting. Like, if it wasn't All, for charting, it would be... You don't worse. have somebody the that does that for you? No. Ooh,
1: hey, that's a new business we could start.
2: Hey, feel Fill a make, need? It would make so much money. I would pay somebody to chart for me.
1: <laughs> so, like, so you say charting, so we, you mean like the desk work?
2: Yeah, so we get back from our flight or, you know, on a ground ambulance, um, you know, you take care of your patient, you drop them off at the hospital, and then you have to chart everything. So, um, I And that's say, in
0: code, right? It's not just writing down a just police description. That's no, it like, really
2: is. So, it's, so everything in depth from, you know, every detail as to what you saw when you got there, um, why you did what you did, if you had to contact anybody um, for orders or, you know, what they said, why you did, you know, and you literally document every detail.
0: And how much time does that take you?
2: Usually, like two hours.
0: God, we need to take a look at that. I, I'd you. rather get a, a voice memo from Elena. Type out everything on a voice memo. Yeah,
2: I need a. Spy. No, we need
1: to be a voice memo we just recorded. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. it's
0: yeah, yeah. And then I'll type it up, hand it to her. She'll read it, save two hours of her day, make some edits, and then turn it
1: in. Yeah. Well, and the, and personally, what I would think would have what you'd need to do. And obviously, I don't know your field, but you would think that there would be somebody that that's all they did for the whole. That's right. That's base, exactly right. Right? They just, that
0: they hire them. It's not a paramedic. It's not a pilot. It's not yes. a supervisor. It is
1: a desk clerk. And then they can position. go ask. You know, they can go. Yeah. If they need a have a question mm-hmm. about whatever it was, but that's all they do. Mm-hmm. It's like the data entry clerk at a at a company. That's but exactly for, yeah. yeah. Well, hospitals have coders,
2: scribes. They follow scribes them as the a full
1: time yeah. position. Yeah. Because doctors hated doing it.
2: Well, I hate charting. We all hate charting. Everybody yeah. hates charting.
0: There's not enough room in a helicopter for a scriber.
2: No, but
1: you could do voice.
2: Or you could get a bigger helicopter. And
1: carry and a there you go. See, we could, hey, we'd be saving two people at a time. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't want to buy a helicopter anyway. So. Yep.
0: <laughs> we can ride it off now. company <laughs>
1: because we're Because we're scribers.
0: Do you have a favorite quote or book or Bible verse you read? Music, Anything, song, anything
1: it, that just touches you in a way. Motivates
0: you to keep going.
2: Yeah. Um, so I, I have tons of Bible verses and quotes that I reference constantly. But I think one that I have been going back to most recently, um, reminding myself that, like, really your attitude is everything. Your attitude and your mindset are everything. And um, if you consistently find yourself getting, you know, frustrated over the same thing, just I think at that point, you need to manage your expectations and then it like your whole perspective changes on that thing.
1: Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. And how old are you?
2: I'm 27. That's
1: awesome. What it would took
2: you, me a minute to think about
1: what what it.
0: Just wait. Wait till you get old. <laughs> Tell me if somebody was looking to get into what you're doing and they're in high school now, what, what advice would you have them or what would be the career path?
2: Um, I think uh, this goes for a lot of things, but you're the only thing standing in your way. I mean, if you want to do it, You just have to work hard and get there. I mean, for me, um, I worked on a busy ambulance for a couple years, and then I worked my way into an ER, um, and it took going way out of my way to get that job. But I made it happen um, just to learn more and to see what it was like, um, what that patient sees after uh, they get transferred to the hospital from you um, in EMS. Uh, So I did that. Uh, I studied so much on my own. Yeah. Um, I mean, it
1: goes back to mindset. Yeah. I mean, if it's like it, if you, you want it, it and you, you got to have the right mindset, you got to really, really want it. Yep. Is there a class they should be taking in Career Center? Do they even
0: do anything like that for this field?
2: Uh, yeah. So, EMT program first. Uh, a lot of community colleges have the EMT program. And then uh, you can go to paramedic school. And all in all, if you do them back to back. It's two years. And then getting a couple years of experience under your belt in the ambulance. And then going from there. Uh, definitely, I'm a huge proponent of. Job shadowing. They should. Yeah. Everybody should go job shadowing. We talk
1: about that all the time. Like we t- we talk about the fact that you're going to learn more. It's a little bit different in uh, this kind of in this. Career. I I get that, but there's a difference between saving lives in person and then how to save lives on a book. That's right. Right. Oh, for when, sure. When you're for with sure. somebody who's done it, you're going to learn more from that person than you ever learned. In no, that's book. right. That's yeah.
0: right. Did yeah. you have a chance to do that at all before you were certified to?
2: Yeah. So during your EMT and paramedic school, they send you out on an ambulance to ride along as a student and you get to practice your skills and stuff like that. Um, But there's usually, you never run the same call twice. So, I mean, anything, literally anything can happen and you've you've never seen it all because as soon as you're like, that was crazy, something even crazier happens. So um, just if you can go job shadow, go, go ride on a helicopter or an airplane that You know, does Does EMS, go right on several different ambulances in different counties, go to different ERs or ICUs and just hang out, see what you can learn.
1: Yeah. And I want to, this has been a great podcast and I really love like this, hearing this side of it. And I know that we can't get into like the business side of the company that you work for. but Man, it'd be awesome to kind of hear that whole side. Like, how does that P&L work? You think we could reach out? Would there be a conversation to be had there
0: with an owner or CEO?
1: Either with your company or maybe a company that competes with y'all or does that way I'm we get sure. we get past the legal
2: right? yes there's there's many important people that <laughs> that deal with those uh those matters and yeah. yeah so
0: there we're not trying to hide anything here on today's episode but there are legal reasons we yeah, can yeah. name companies and locations so well, cool this has so like a good it. one we appreciate your time Thanks and for me. most importantly we appreciate what you do and all the first responders uh, police, yeah. 100%, 100%. fire, 100%, uh, probably more of a thankless job, just like a school teacher. Man, you don't do the, these kind of jobs for the
1: 65000 a year that you make, it, yeah. it, it fulfills a lot more. I will tell you this, though, and this is no disrespect to school teachers, but if you're a crappy school teacher, that kid's still gonna survive. That's like, right. it's a little different, no, that's when right. you know,
0: in between EMS and yes, unless you're a teacher. That also is a first response. Well, that's different.
1: Because that's very important.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Until next time, this is Kyle, Jared, and Elena Kane. Thank you so much, Elena.